Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources. Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. I'm Allie. And I'm Sierra. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing Pride Month. It is May 28th as of this recording, which means in just three days, it will be June, which is crazy um, with all that's happened in the past few months. But June is a really important month. Uh, to us, and we wanted to do a whole episode dedicated just to talking about um, Pride Month and its intersections with the work that we do. So with this episode, we're going to, like we've already mentioned, discuss Pride Month and its history, its importance, as well as we're just going to give a little bit of a brief introduction to um, what LGBT plus community stands for. Um, just to kind of give a little bit of a basis of understanding as well as why we're doing this, um, especially in the positions that we are, that we are in. Um, but with that, Sean, do you want to get started with the, uh, history? Sure. So on June 28th of 1969, there was a raid on the Stonewall Inn. The Stonewall Inn was a gay bar in New York City that was run by the Mafia. The Mafia saw the opportunity to kind of make a little bit more money, so what they did was they purchased the Stonewall Inn and turned it into a gay bar, which at that time there really wasn't many spaces for um, people who were gay to be able to get together and kind of just be open about who they were about with, them, with themselves and with other people in the community. So the Mafia took this opportunity to create this space for them, but in doing so, they also used this space to kind of extort um, rich members of the gay community as well as water down their drinks or charge them a little bit extra for drinks. Classic mafia move. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. maybe we don't want to use that, but I had to say it. I was like, of course they watered it down. It's the well, mafia. What else does the mafia do? It's the mafia. They need to make money. They don't care about people. <laughs> but they saw this business opportunity, essentially, took advantage of it, and gave the gay community of New York somewhere to go and kind of just be themselves, which, while yet yeah, pretty underhanded of the mafia, it gave the gay community something. And they also tipped off, paid off police officers, so they were allowed to continue to operate without their liquor license. And it also made it so that police officers weren't raiding their bar nearly as often as they could have been, knowing that it was a gay bar in the city. But on June 28th, while the police were raiding this bar, they somebody decided to say, like, hey, why aren't you guys watching? Why aren't you just helping? And it kind of sparked this whole riot that lasted for approximately three or four days. So a year later, on Saturday, June 27th in 1970, the Chicago Gay Liberation organized a march from Washington Square Park to the water tower at the intersection of Michigan and Chicago Avenues, which was the route that they originally had planned. And then many of the participants extemporaneously marched onto the Civic Center. The date was chosen because that was a year after the Stonewall riots took place. So they were using it as this kind of commemoration moment of recognition, like, hey, this is kind of that spark that happened. So we're going to host it this year, a year after that event took place. And which is why June is considered Pride Month is because of the Stonewall riots and because of the marches that followed this um, moment in time. Um, and then 
pride kind of just spread from there and went to a bunch of different areas in the country where a bunch of people started celebrating celebrating pride celebrating who they were as people not to say that there was some issues with the initial movement because the movement initially was almost a space just for gay and lesbian folk so those who were transgender didn't really fit in or they were deemed as this is a different issue this is not an issue that we want to deal with so they also trans folk then also had to fight to kind of be included in pride and be included in that movement movement as with how a lot of movements end up going the initial start it doesn't necessarily always include everybody mm-hmm. so just kind of even similar to the feminist movement feminist movement being specifically focused around white women wasn't inclusive of everybody or every, every identity it's had to move in that direction to be inclusive and include everyone and that's what pride is having to do is over time they have started to include more and more people into their movement because they realize that all of us need to have this voice and if we're all coming together it is a lot easier for people to hear our voice here was what's wrong with the country that we are in or the laws that are being specifically targeted against our community to create a space then where they are being heard. I actually didn't know much about the um, the start of Pride Month, so I really appreciate that. Um, and I, I but I, I do think, like you said, it's important that we recognize that at the beginning of this movement, as with many movements, Um, Not all voices were heard. And as allies and as advocates uh, for the things that we are, we absolutely want to make sure that we are inclusive of all voices. Um, And so, you know, as we do this episode and as we talk about these particular topics during Pride Month, we want to recognize that we aren't going to be the experts in all things. Um, So the three of us are we identify as cisgender heterosexual individuals, um, which means that we don't have the experiences that many of the people in the LGBTQ population do. Um, and so we, we want to recognize that, but we also want to let you guys know that because of the pandemic that's currently going on, we had plans to interview um, multiple people for for episodes, especially for Pride Month. Um, And that's just not possible right now, but we will find a way to make it happen because those voices need to be heard. And like I said, we're not the experts here. So again, we recognize that we are not the best people to be giving this um, discussion since we don't identify specifically with this community. However, we also do recognize the importance of Pride Month and the importance of recognizing individuals um, who are celebrating and we're celebrating with them. Um, and especially, I think it's I think it's really important too that we recognize Pride Month as a way to show LGBT plus youth that they have a safe space to talk um, and to share their experiences and to be who they are. Um, because our position specifically, we deal with youth more often than not um, just in the work that we do. And I think that it's important that we make sure that we're able to, um, you know, be people that they can count on to share and having a voice with them and using our platform. Once again, like one of you had mentioned, using our platform to validate and show them that they have value, um, in our communities and that we're going to fight for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Before we um, go much further, I want us to give a little bit of information about um, what constitutes the LGBTQ population. Um, And so there's some misconceptions about this still even now. And so we want to talk about this. Um, Earlier, I I identified the three of us as cisgender um, heterosexual individuals. Um, which encompasses gender identity and um, sexual orientation. Um, so these are just two of the facets that go into the LGBTQ population. Um, so Sierra, let's start defining some of these things. Do you want to start with um, what biological sex is? Yes. So biological sex is sex assigned at birth. And this is defined basically by your anatomy, what's between your legs. Um And this is kind of where a misconception gets brought up, especially um, we know in our line of work that this is where those boxes come up, where it's male-female boxes, um, which we're trying to make sure that we know that, um, or that our audience knows that there are many, many, many more boxes. So biological sex is just the sex that you were assigned at birth, male, female, or intersex. So, um, so if biological sex is what we were born with, the next definition to go to would be gender identity, I think. So, um, Sean, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, so gender identity is going to be how somebody chooses to identify themselves. It's how they feel about who they are as a person. This may line up with the sex they were assigned at birth. So like for, like Ellie said earlier, myself, I'm a cisgender male. So I identify as a man, and I was born with guy parts, so therefore I'm cisgendered. I'm a, I am believe that I'm a man. I identify as a man, so therefore I'm a man. I just happen to have been born with, those, born with male parts, so it lines up. That's not everybody's case. You might be born with certain parts and identify in a completely different way. How somebody identifies is completely up to them. You don't get to dictate how that person's going to identify themselves because they know themselves best. So cisgender would just mean that you align with the sex you were assigned at birth. There's trans folk who don't necessarily align with the parts they were born with. There's non-binary, so people who choose to not identify as either male or female. There's two-spirit, which is specifically to indigenous North American communities that refers to a person who identifies as having both masculine and a feminine spirit. And there's plenty of other identities that somebody can identify as. And as a community, as a people, we, again, don't get to determine how somebody identifies. We can let them identify however they want to, and we just have to go with it. All right. Now, going off of gender identity is um, gender expression. Uh, This is another thing for us to talk about with this. Um, Gender expression is basically the way that you, that somebody decides to express their known gender. So again, going back to our own identities, um, myself, I identify as a cisgender female and I, um, I express my gender very feminine. Um, and there are different ways to do this. There's, um, more traditionally feminine ways to express your gender. There's more traditionally masculine ways to express your gender. And then there's ways all the way in between and around that spectrum um, that people choose, how people choose to express their gender. And then the last thing that, uh, that we should talk about is sexual orientation. So Sierra. 
sexual orientation is the way that somebody is physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually attracted to another person. So speaking in terms of myself as um, somebody whose sexual orientation is heterosexual, I am attracted to men. Um, However, that isn't the case for all um, females or all women. Um, Anybody has the ability to be attracted to anybody. So we realize that this is not going to be all-encompassing. We realize there are a lot of facets to each one of these. But to give just that kind of that quick wrap-up, your biological sex is kind of just be the parts you're born with. Your gender identity is how you identify yourself. Your gender expression is going to be how you express that gender identity or how you choose to express that gender identity. And your sexual orientation is just the people that you're attracted to. So, again, we're not experts, um, but we are prepared to be allies and we are allies to the LGBTQ community. Um, And so this this topic is important to our work. Also, we know that because the LGBTQ population is a marginalized population. Um, And with that means that they are at a higher risk for um, domestic violence and sexual assault. Uh, So that's why we're here talking about it, because we recognize this is part of our world. This is part of our community. So in recognizing that there are members of our communities who are going to be marginalized, who are going to be treated differently, it's important that we try to host those voices up to bring them onto that equal playing field, because as long as we continue to have people in our communities who are going to be treated differently, we are not going to have safe communities for all people and hopefully that's something we all strive for is to have communities where everybody can feel safe and not feel like they're going to walk outside and have something done to them just because of who they are agreed now if you are looking at pride month and thinking you know if if you don't identify with this community but you're interested in in what you can do to help my suggestion would be to ask questions and to educate yourself And do so in a respectful manner because what you don't understand holds you back. Um, The more education you have about what you don't understand, the more that you can have empathy and the more that you can fight for for those who, who need more voices. It can be a very difficult thing to recognize that you don't have all the answers. You don't know everything. And that's fine. Obviously, we don't have all the answers and we don't know everything or else we wouldn't keep reiterating the fact that we aren't the best people to be talking on this because we don't know everything. But some like simple things that you can do is shifting patterns of speech that just start to make the community more inclusive. So removing from your vocabulary, saying things like, oh, that's so gay. Because you're, by saying things like that, inherently making the viewpoint, oh, somebody who is gay is bad. Or when you're addressing an audience saying, hey, y'all, or how's everyone doing? Removing the, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Because, again, it's it might seem like a really little thing, but guys is a gender term. It's referring to men. So just kind of altering patterns of speech just a little bit helps create a slightly more inclusive community. Another takeaway just to leave everybody with is this is important for the youth in your life to make sure that you are being accepting and um, just that you're making yourself a safe person for them to talk to because 
being a youth and a member of um, the LGBT plus community, that can be a really scary thing for somebody who doesn't have a safe space to go to or um, doesn't feel like they're able to come out. And again, that might just be because of, um, like Sean, like you just mentioned, those terms that people are so used to using in a derogatory way, um, it can make it scary for somebody to want to share their story. Um, but the stigma around um, the stigma around this topic is something that causes LGBT youth to miss a lot of school and to miss out on social gatherings and you know things like that just for fear of their safety and fear of being who they are. Um, so again, it's just, it's our responsibility right now to start taking accountability for the things that we say and just actively working to get better. Um, I know a lot of people like to just, you know, stop with that phrase, ignorance is bliss. Well, the thing is, ignorance isn't bliss. It's just lazy and it's irresponsible. So, you know, now's the time to stand up for this community and stand up for those who don't yet have a voice for themselves. So um, next week, we're going to explore some of the ways that the LGBTQ population particularly is impacted by domestic and sexual violence, which obviously is the field that we work in. Um, there are nuances um, in, in how individuals in this community are victimized um, and certain barriers that they have uh, to, to reporting and to healing um, after, after abuse. So thank you all for listening today. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TouchySubsPod. Please feel free to email any questions, comments, or concerns to us at TouchySubjectsPodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, don't be afraid to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.